4: campy for breakfast on scnz hope you're having a cracking morning on a wednesday the 27th of july wednesdays i love wednesdays because it's usually the day i head out and play some golf but i tell you what i'll be swimming down the fairways with the current rate of the water down here and christ usual it is wet well send that video through to our twitter page yesterday morning showed you the moats around the house, well yesterday morning it only stopped raining about an hour ago so you do the mess there'd be a full lake, it is crazy down here in Christchurch hope we we get some sunshine for the next couple of days, we need it we need it, Uncle Morena
3: Uh, Good to see your face again Izzy and your nice uh, Green Lantern hat you got on Bo. <laughs> what is that hat? I saw that yesterday, though. Love the colour. The Masters.
4: Kempi the Masters uh, tailor made hat.
3: Oh, I, uh, love, okay. Love ripping.
4: Yeah. Love ripping.
3: Another freebie, eh?
4: No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I had a hard uh, case day yesterday, is hard case day. Yeah. yeah T- tell
4: us about your afternoon, Kimpy. You know, just went
3: for a wee wander. Mate, what, well, yeah, you just go, went and gathered my, just went and gathered myself yesterday. You know, I had a bit of a um, bit of a moment. And thought, you know, thought, you know, Matt Todd hanging up on me. I just couldn't <laughs> let it settle. <laughs> couldn't let it sit right. <laughs> nah, nah, mate, I, I got a phone, I got a couple of phone calls yesterday. It was hard case from a couple of mates saying, "Man, that show's cracking me up." You blokes, you know, you and Izzy should have a, have a TV show. All this sort of stuff, but he was um, he was going to say, oh, "Case mate, when Matt Todd hung up on you," <laughs> I was going, "Mate, it's the lines; they drop out on us. It's the lines." And but I, yeah, now nah, I I just went out for a walk yesterday afternoon. and had a had a bit of a bit of a bit of a relax, and you know um, mm. went and went and looked at some art, and and had a haircut, and I was walking down K Road by and I could hear this dude singing, and I was thinking. Man, someone's got their speakers turned up too loud on the. You know how when you walk past shops, got yeah. their speakers turned up too loud on the outside. I thought because you know, they got a lot of um, secondhand shops down K Road. I was thinking, man, they're blasting the speakers today. Must be, you know, someone's happy in the shop. I kept on walking. Got this dude, mate, this this Islander boy sitting out on top of a speaker with a with a BB um, King guitar. You know, BB mm-hmm. King, the bluesy guitar, and. He's just bouting out these tunes, mate, one after the other, and he's rolling them the, the lyrics into each other, and I'm going, "Whoa, man, this guy's this guy's really good." So I ended up sitting down and listening to him at the um, for quite a while, and then I walked up and I said, "Boat, give your number, give your number, boat. We're going to get some gigs for you." And um, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, boat," and I was like, "Yeah, man." I said, "You're too good to be sitting out here on the street. You know, people need to hear um, hear you." So. Going to uh, talk to a few mates. Going to put together, you know, I'll invite you up to it too, isn't to Put together a little party, mate, and get this dude around to sing for us. Nice. No, yeah, that, man. That's
4: how it all starts, eh? Hey? That's how it all starts for those, uh, you know, the buskers on the side of the road. Someone just takes notice. They get an opportunity, they go to a gig, and many more take notice. Man, I've heard some great stories about that. Mate, people walking I'll up with cameras. Be there.
3: Yeah, people just walking I'll up be with there, Kempe. cameras, just taking films of them, and I'm going, yeah, man, this guy's going to be all over Instagram. He was he was amazing. So yeah, man, keep up. Um, just working out a little. Gonna probably need a room for about twenty people, I reckon. So Ooh. yeah, keep you informed on that one. Thank you, you keep a good him. little Thank afternoon you for him, us. It'll be a great afternoon. Louis
4: will be there, no doubt for sure. He would a little hun- handy, mate, Heather. Joe, have to, have Joe get, the get, super carrier, he'll the be there. Oh, don't know about Joe. We might have to leave him out. <laughs> Robbie's, Robbie's in the seat
3: now. Robbie probably get the invite. Robbie the Pope, yeah. Or, or,
4: <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh yesterday boys I flew up to Auckland for an hour and a half and turned straight back. Hey, it was actually quite doing? good. When I landed when I landed, honestly, I I nearly went blind. I was like, Whoa, what is that? It's the sun. <laughs> it's the sun, man. I have seen the sun for twenty minutes in Auckland when I landed. I was I was amazed. I was like, wow, because last two weeks Christchurch has had two hours of sunlight. Christchurch in the last two weeks has had two hours of sunlight. It has been horrendous weather. So look, I flew up, did a bit of work for an hour and a half and turned straight back and flew back into uh, a wet old Christchurch and, well, hopefully get a bit of sunlight in the next couple of days. But today, boys, big show. Uh, yesterday we had the, a great chat with former Scottish international Rory Lawson, He's now part of the Barbarians committee that selected Scott Robinson and Ronan O'Gara to take on the All Blacks 15 in November. And we had a great chat with him for about 20 odd minutes actually. So we'll play that for you after 7 o'clock this morning. Stay tuned, you won't want to miss that. Awesome to catch up with Rory Lawson. Played 31 tests for Scotland. Um, He's a good man, good good crack. He's actually Bill McLaren, the great commentator's uh, nephew. And he invited us to his wee little gig over there before the All Blacks test. So I might have to take him up on that wee little invitation. Thank you, Rory. And following that, yesterday we had we heard from NZTR boss Bruce Sherrick. Today we'll hear from we'll hear on course from Bruce Harvey, who is the president of the Cambridge Jockey Club. No doubt. He'll lead us into a few at the Cambridge Synthetics as well. So looking forward to having a chat on the other side, on course from Bruce Harvey. And uh, after 8, heading into the business end of the Fox Memorial Premiership in Auckland. The comp is made up of two divisions, the Fox Memorial and the Shaman Cup. Due to COVID this year, it has been a different setup. and uh, Hamish Sanford is communications officer for ARL, and he'll join the show after 8 o'clock. Had to do a little bit of digging now, uh, Kempe, when we heard, heard the news, we are going to have a chat about that. I had um, I didn't know too much about the old Fox Memorial, and how do we look? Mate, they've got some teams. They've got some teams,
3: haven't they? They've
4: got yeah, some numbers.
3: Yeah, man. Auckland Rugby League, uh, basically, mm. are the heartbeat of rugby league in this country. They've got a massive um, competition through a number of grades, you know. So, Boys and girls. Boys and girls. And girls is growing, you know. Girls is growing. Yeah. They, You know, with the Carl Park Heritage Trust, they've got funding uh, to continue to be able to support the clubs and support competitions. And the Fox Memorial competition is the one that they used to play at the Carl Park, which became like synonymous with rugby league in the in the ah oh, for decades mate. I used to travel all the way mm. up from Taranaki to watch it. You know, that's where I was, that's where I first saw Dean Lonigan. You know, me yep. and my me and my old man were cruising back from a dive up north. So the old man used to show you in the car in the V eight. He used to show you in the car, wake you up like three o'clock in the morning, say, Come on boy, we're going for a dive and I'd go, oh, you yeah, walk out to the car with a pillow and jump in the back seat. And and you have the windows down freezing, <laughs> mate, you know. Drive all the way up north. We'd be up there for like three or four days diving, fill up a trailer. You get, you get, we get thrown in jail these days. You know, but my old man used to feed the, the whole community. He used to come home and feed the whole community. And we used to come back and we used to stop in at uh, Carlo Park. I you know, used to always time it so you could watch a game of league on the way home in Carlisle Park, and the Fox was massive back then. Man, it was the whole stadium was packed out, and it's where I first saw Dean Lonergan running around for uh, City Newton. It was, which is Ponsonby, City City Newton Point Shiv, um, and this parkier skinny lanky parkier dude with mousy brown hair was carving up carving all of these poly, poly boys up. And tough as nails, mate, and then, and everyone was going, that's cowboy, that's cowboy, you know, and they, I think he got his name because he used to always wear cowboy boots. I think I, I've, yeah, I can't yeah. remember, but he it, it just looked rough as man, old Dino Lonigan, but man, he could play, and um, yeah. I was sort of how old would I've been fourteen, fifteen then when Dino was playing, and yeah, it's 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 one of those competitions. I, I went up, I, we went up and watched him play. Winner manly, which was. You know, in that team um, back in those days, uh, we watched Otahu o- o- play. Winner Manley and William Manley had Wally Lewis, Gene Miles, Greg Dowling, Greg Konishku, uh, and Colin Scott, who was the fullback. All Australian players playing club football at, at Carmel Park, and go up there on Finals Day, and mate, you couldn't get a standing spot or a seat. Uh, in the place so it doesn't it doesn't look or, or or shape like that anymore these days but it's such a prestigious competition that they play up here it'd be good to talk to Hamish about that to see um, where the competition is I think this weekend they're into their semis they played their quarters yeah. last week uh, and they haven't had any football for, for the last two years because of COVID so trying to get through this competition this, this famous Fox Memorial in 2022 and look like they're going to actually get a season finished for a change
4: yeah, mate. No, it's, I was just, yeah, having, I was amazed. So many numbers, so many different competitions. You had the under-14s. You had lots of tiers. It was awesome. Awesome. And uh, you yeah, just read that they haven't been able to do it, like most you know the uh, thing franchises about
3: that? and most sports. Mm-hmm. You know the one thing about that? They get no funding from the national body. Mm. So that's, that's, the, that's the real or, ironic thing about this. They're the biggest competition and... And and the heartbeat of New Zealand Rugby League, and they get no funding from them. So mm. you know it's again, you know, you always hear hear people talking about this national body and the way that they're travelling. Well, the Auckland Rugby League do it all on their own. Well,
4: we're looking forward to having a chat with Hamish about that. Ken, people have touched on it quite a few times, and I'd uh, love to hear from his stance because, yeah, you you think there might be have they got. Beneficiaries, have they got people that on the background that are, are sponsoring them and, and probably potentially look after them? That maybe NZRL don't see them needing that that funding. Well, they've or got do the, they, they've everyone got the, needs it.
3: Yeah, they got the CHT, you know, which are which mm. are massive for them. Um, but they also have their own competitions, their own you know they mm. they run everything, their own coaching courses, their own school programs, and all that sort of stuff. But they don't get they don't get the benefit of the funding that uh, their numbers are being used to get does that make sense mm-hmm. so yeah. you know they've got like 54% of the game participation rates around the con- of, of the country's game which the national body used to d- derive funding into their organization yet they don't hand it back to them mm-hmm. i just don't think that's right you know so yeah. don't use their numbers allow them to use their own numbers the Auckland rugby league to go and get some extra funding so they could do more work in their community because that's what it that's what a, that's what Is- a it, um it, that's what it's all about
4: come to you in a minute louis um is that a, is that a case of just being because they've got 54 percent of numbers that they're probably potentially funding's not not a problem for them they've got funding involved so the funding goes elsewhere or is it a simple case that they get no funding and the funding still doesn't funnel elsewhere is that is that what we're saying
3: well the f- the funding for development that so there's so, you know in the last two years, there's fifteen million dollars that's travelled into the national mm. body. Now, that's quite a significant amount. Um, half of that goes on salaries, which is which is average. Mm. You know that should never mm. happen. Uh, and only only six percent, six and a half percent of that goes back to what they call the zones, which don't work. They don't work in this yeah. country because Auckland is a district, and they're the biggest district in the country. Now, if they were getting the funding, they could do a hell of a lot more with the clubs because they've got 30 clubs up here in Auckland that mm. need mm. support, you know, because they're grassroots and they need support. They need need to be continually helped to open their doors up and, and grow participation ranks. But they don't get any of that. They don't get any of that that $15 million funding pool because of the Carl Park Heritage Trust. I think it's wrong. If you're going to use data... Mm. Because a lot of this is based on data. If you're going to use data and use Auckland's data, give them their money. It's theirs. Mm. It's not yours. You're using these proposals with all of their data in it to get the funding out of the government, yet you're keeping it so you can pay salaries. That's not right. Because who, uh, uh, um, inadvertently, who misses out are the people on the ground, the volunteers and and the people that support the game. And and they're no different, you know. They're no different to, to people in Waitara. They're generally, you know, from a lower socio economic background that live out. You know, most of our clubs are out in South Auckland that need good good help. We've got them in East Auckland, um, West Auckland. Um, but every one of those clubs needs needs dollars coming in. And I just don't think it's right if you're using that data to to fill your pockets and then you, you keep it all for yourself. You should be giving it back to the game.
4: Yeah, no, I'm hearing you, Kempi. I'm hearing you for sure. Looking forward to um, hearing what Hamish Stanford has to say after 8. Uh, we talk about the Fox Memorial Premiership semi finals this week, and we'll dig a bit deeper into the grassroots and the heart of ARL and where they're at. So looking forward to that. 8833 or 0800 150 811 on the Kennard Tire phone line. There are a few messages here. Snakeskin belt and cowboy boots, old Dino. That is from Jonathan. You remember that? He would be ripping that a fair while too, eighteen I can picture you and some snake skins.
3: <laughs> my, my old man is he just a real quick story. First time I went down to fifteen tournament, I was I was just turned thirteen. They were giants, you know, get down to get this is how bad it was. I get down to Crosschurch and the first bloke I saw he was from Auckland. His name was Hurricane. And he had a beard, he had a smoke. He, he was fifteen. But my old man got went to a two dollar shop, got me a suit. It was five five sizes too big, but bought me a brand new pair of cowboy boots. Yeah. Bought me a brand new pair of cowboy boots. I thought they were pretty I thought they were pretty cool. I went to a school party with him. One <laughs> Bruce was our Bruce Sherrick was our first fifteen captain. I didn't really know Bruce then. And I walked into the party, he goes, Where'd you park your horse, Cobber? <laughs> I just looked at I went, What a dick.
4: Story time with Story time with Kempi I love it Love it every morning Kempi Good to hear from you brother Louis Herman What What he got Can't wait Question (laughs) of the day
2: (laughs) Oh Oh, let's just there get stra- let's just get straight into it. Um, well, gee, the morning started pretty random, hasn't it? Um, so why not just carry it on? Why not just carry it mm. on with a bit of random chat? I was just thinking when you were talking about the weather, and we are in the midst of winter. We are really just on the t- we need to get out of it. We're so close, but we are still in the midst of winter. And I was out of it. I was thinking double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Have you had a a magic pass right now and you could just go anywhere anywhere in the world where would you be because it's so hard to go on social media at the moment everyone (laughs) is just i know everyone obviously because we're here but europe (laughs) oh yeah sure the amalfi coast here you know mykonos here just croatia here where do you want to go? Let's be honest. Let's just let's succumb to the FOMO and let's just say, take ourselves, paint the picture in your brain, where would you want to go if you could just transport yourself right now out of winter, out of New Zealand's winter. Bonus points if you can tie in a sporting theme. I'll give you mine. And then you come back to me with yours on the other side of the break. I would love to be in Budapest because the Hungarian Grand Prix is on this weekend. I've always wanted to go to Budapest and Hungary. I would love to be able to transport myself there, watch some F1, head down to the canals, just chill out, a little drink in hand, a little bit of tourism. Where would you want to be? 0800 150 811. Or where are you going? If you want to gloat about the holiday you're on or you've just been on or you're going on, come through Kempi Izzy, you ever think about that? Here with the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Back with you after this.
5: You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast on SENZ. 26 minutes past
2: six in this very waterlogged country we live in called New Zealand. If you've been deleted off my Instagram over the last few while, don't take it personally. You just had too good of a holiday, and I couldn't hack it. Uh, Izzy, where are you transporting yourself? Where are you going if you could just disappear right now?
4: (laughs) Wow, there's plenty of places I'd love to be right now. I'm actually heading to Fiji in a week and a half, so I can't wait to get there. I'm gonna really enjoy that one, but where I'd want to go—that's ah, gonna have a sporting theme. July 30th. I'm looking over it. Uh, well, we had a guest on yesterday. We had uh, Billy Steadman. He's uh, going to be surfing at Huntington Beach in
6: California. Ooh, why not go to great one? Why
4: not go to the states? Why not go to the states? Watch some surfing in California. Jump on the plane. Head over to Vegas. Have a little dig there. Come back to watch some more surfing. Mate, head to the states. That's where I am going.
2: Oh, that's such a good one. That's such a good one. Huntington Beach, yes, Kimpy. Be.
3: I did Huntington Beach uh, three years ago. It, did a, mm-hmm. I had the best? Uh, what's that New York sandwich that they they call? They call this Reuben uh, a Reuben. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was going to tell Billy. <laughs> I was going to tell Billy where this Reuben sandwich was. I did Huntington Beach for a conference of, um, about three years ago. A really really nice spot. You did right, really nice spot. But for me, I'd go to Mel. I'd go to Meldives, mate. Go to the Maldives, wake up every morning, jump on one of those little boats to take you out on a little wave, find a way for me and just surf it by myself. Ooh.
4: Is, that, is that the Kempy open, is it? Oh,
3: mate, I'm kicking myself. <laughs> I'm kicking myself. <laughs> I'd be Kempe. i be surfing. That was myself. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> we got John who's come oh, through the here. Maldives. John's also come up with Las Vegas, but he says because UFC 277's two, two, seven, on, Kai cutter Francis yes. fighting this weekend, pool parties slap the slots. He says, <laughs> um, "Good on you, John." Where else? Is, if That's you a can, good one. Yeah, if you could tie in yeah. a sporting theme, if you could get out of New Zealand right now, anyone want to go on
3: an African safari and follow the All Blacks? Doc Holiday, Doc Holiday went on a South African safari. Man owns, man owns bars. Jeez, we should get him up to talk about that, mate. You'll push your pants. That story. <laughs> about a safari, he took his family on a safari. Doc Holiday, he's who would have thought cost them a fortune, is he cost them a fortune? Plenty of money in these pubs, I'm telling you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh mate, when Kempi's there, when Kempi's there for sure. but uh, 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 South Africa's a good shout, South Africa's a good shout, great place, great um safaris. Like it's a beautiful country, it's cheap as chips. He'd over there, to take the He watch the All Blacks. Nah, that doesn't really entice me. Some golf. <laughs> There's some golf happening. Some golf happening uh, next couple of weeks. Scottish Open for the LPGA. They've got the D- Detroit uh, PGA Tour. Birmingham, go watch some Commonwealth Games. That's Boys, right. head over to London.
2: Yeah, Jonathan said... London, watch the Commonwealth Games. Jonathan said, go up and watch the Silver Ferns in the uh, UK at the Com Games. Mm. Now, it's hot up there, but um, yeah, Birmingham, uh, not really a city
3: uh, you'd probably put... Oh, high up on your English bucket list would it be Kimby? Oh, uh, Birmingham's ben- actually not a bad city. It's, you know, it's I've been there a few times, it's all, it's all right, but, but the pe- thing Peaky Blinders? Yeah. That's it's the, that's where they're from, isn't it? But it is, but the thing, you know, the thing that I'm thinking about, when you're cold in England, you walk in and they've got the those heaters on and that false heat, so you get a, you know, end up with a cold. When you're hot in England, you got nowhere to you got to go and stand in, a, in one of those fountains, mate, because they've got nowhere to swim. Mm. So you wouldn't go and jump in their ponds. You oh. wouldn't go jump in the Thames, you know what I mean? And you wouldn't go jump in the sea at Blackpool. So, so if you're going to be up there sweating your bollocks off, you'd want to have a nice mm. big shower, a cold shower up there, mate, because that's probably the best you're going to get.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. A, I just can't picture London being warm. Every time I've travelled there with all it's been cold, it's dark at three o'clock in the afternoon. I just can't picture it. So when I see... Social media and people sweating and, and the sun's out and they're all melting and they, they're as pale as anything. I'm like, what are you doing? It's not that hot. I, can't just, I just can't picture it, London being hot. Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero oh, eight eleven. Give us a call in the Kennard's High phone line. What's a sporting event on right now around the world which is different to New Zealand? Oh, I've actually got a holiday this weekend. How could I forget? Tomorrow after the show, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Christchurch. How oh, good. Come <laughs> down, mate. What a spot, eh? What a spot. What what do we think of that? I'm coming into the pond. I'm coming to <laughs> coming to do some water skiing on Lake Thag So get your jet ski ready, Izzy. Oh yeah, uh, I'm I'll, ready, mate. <laughs> I'll see you there. I actually checked the forecast. It looks like there's a little break in the weather this weekend, mate. I don't want to get your hopes up, but <laughs> try it. Try and bring some sunshine with me. 29 away from 7. Aroha with the news for Kubota. We're shaping and building New Zealand now. And then we'll talk some love. Racing.nz. <music> SCNZ, we are 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Where would you want to be around the world? Bonus points if you can tack on a sporting trip to it. Uh, the Warriors, well, they're probably quite happy to be back in Auckland because they're playing Melbourne Storm on Friday night. And yesterday, Sean Johnson, Adam Finol, Blake are in front of media. Interesting to hear Adam Finol, Blake address the bickering on field that goes on when things don't go right for them.
5: And it's not like we're coming out and we're saying good personal things. It's just like you know writing each other up about making an error and all of like that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's not hard to get over. Like you know, I'm pretty sure like, everyone you know flushes it after we do review and, and whatever's said on the field sort of stays on the field. So. But you know, going forward, you know, we really need to cut that out. Uh, you know, sort of after an error or whatever, just sort of come together and you know, get to uh, you know, sort of the, the mindset of what's next rather than bicker on, uh, on what's, what's happened.
2: There you go, that's Adam Faneuil-Blake, uh, the captain when Toohu Harris wasn't there, Sean Johnson, on how he feels the momentum's been going on the field when they can't seem to get it right?
5: Yeah, well, like, momentum's always, you know, when you got it, you got it, and when you're against it, you certainly feel it. In terms of is it hard to get back, it is because... Like I said, if you, if individuals aren't nailing their job, the same thing will keep happening. You know? Cause just because they kick a 40-20 shouldn't mean they score a try, is what I'm trying to say pretty much. So um, That's sort of where we're at as a group. Um, a bit frustrated, obviously, with how the year's gone. Certain things happen in the game. It might trigger some sort of memories or frustrations that it just feels like, oh, here we go again. Um, and that's what some of the things we've addressed this week. And we need to obviously fix them up because we've not, got it no easier this weekend against Melbourne. Sean Johnson
2: talking about a little bit of PTSD there on the field when things don't go right for the Warriors. he uh, Izzy, um, we'll get to love racing in a second, but interesting to hear those comments from a couple of senior players.
4: Yeah, I was very interested um, from those comments, particularly from Aiden Fenua Black. And, um, yeah, it just really emphasises the importance of really understanding your teammates and, and how they react on certain occasions and it'd be interesting if they to see if they actually do anything about this. Um, we've done a lot of work, particularly when I was playing, and in the background of just really understanding when things don't go right, what does your player that's made a mistake need? You know, what do they need? Do they need to be told that, you know, that wasn't done right? Or do they need a pat on the back? Or do they need to be picked up and, you know, just kind of make them feel good about themselves? Because there's certain ways that players react differently, I guess when you're bickering, you're bickering and you're constantly. It's taking your mindset away from the now, and the now's trying to move forward. And he said that they're trying to stay on on focus and on the next task. So that's a that's a positive sign. But getting a bit deeper than that, I think the Warriors really need to do that in the off season. Um, step away off the field. Like on, on the field, the game, it definitely needs a lot of work. But for me, I feel like they need a lot of work off the field on themselves, on the on the back room, on just a real deeper. Uh, meaning of of an understanding of of how each other works. And I think that'll go a long way. And that just really emphasised um, um, those
3: comments for sure, Kempi. Yeah, mate, you've nailed it. You've nailed it there. There's a couple of things there. One of them, the the end of the season can't come quick enough for the club. Mm. Uh, And the second thing, for me, the second thing, I don't know how it made it to, to the media. That they're bickering and stuff like that. That's something you keep in house, and, and like you yeah. said, you need to you need to get it worked on as ASAP. Been a long couple of years for them. COVID, COVID, and all that sort of stuff. Coming home, it's they're now mm. frustrated. They need to get to the end of it, have a break, reset. And you're dead right. Bring someone in who can actually work on their mental um, aptitude and their resilience because they're going to need that next year.
2: Well, I tell you what, a a massive signing and a coup yesterday for a New Zealand sporting organisation as far as personnel was New Zealand basketball getting Chelsea Lane into their system as a high-performance manager and director. Uh, This, Mark, you've sent a text, how do you think it will go? Look, basketball in New Zealand, this is a huge win. Chelsea Lane is one of the world's highest regarded performance mentors, and she's worked in the Golden mm. State Warriors system. She kind of scaled and ascended through the NBA ranks so fast as a woman and an outsider, not an American. So she worked with Golden State Warriors during their championship years with Kevin Durant, with Steph Curry, to that Golden State team, then she got poached over to the Atlanta Hawks where she went right through and headed up as a director or a VP of their performance. She's back in New Zealand. She is a Kiwi. I think she's Australian-born, but her and her partner have come back to New Zealand for whatever reason. Basketball New Zealand have snagged her, got her into the system. This is such a big signing, is it. It's a huge deal. That is huge. When you think of the sporting world, the
4: experience around the one of the biggest... Uh, competitions in the world and, and amongst one of the best athletes going around. Those names are phenomenal. And, and seeing her go to Golden State, yes, they had a quality side, but doing the work there, getting two rings with the Golden State. Then going to Atlanta Hawks, who traditionally haven't been tracking that well, and they had some success the last couple of years with young Trey Young coming through and bringing them to some champion championship status. But mate, what a get, what a get! I was on the plane yesterday with um. The Dunedin Hoiho, the women's basketball team, man, they are big athletic girls, man. And I watched the game last night against Kahu, and it's only a new, fresh competition. But with this pickup, mate, that is only going to gain traction. It is awesome. I was watching it last night. I was blown away, and just seeing them on the plane gets me excited as as a sports fan, the basketball fan, mate. Like this is this is huge, Kimpi. Like this does wonders and just really shows how much. Importance New Zealand sport is putting back into the to the women's game, and particularly with basketball.
3: Oh, but you know, cricket's always been the leader, but basketball has quickly mm. taken that mantle. Um, you know, mm. ch- with Chelsea coming back, I've just it's got Sport New Zealand CEO written all over it. Um, with with the the understanding, because one of those that that amateur to, uh, um, professional understandings is, is needed. <laughs> so. You know, I think I think this is a good stepping stone for her to get back into a, a, a sport that she knows. But she's got probably got bigger bigger things to bring back for us all in every sport. Um, and mm. I was going to say yesterday, like the women's sport at the moment. Did you watch all the, the um, Auckland Canterbury women's game on the weekend? Man, what a yeah, game man. of rugby! You know, the skill levels. Man. There was one break the halfback, the Auckland halfback man, threw the, this pass around the, her back to hit the flanker going down the left edge, and I was like, wow, where did she get that from, man? That was amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, massive signing, yep. and you're right, Kempi, uh, Sport, women's sport, but actual sport in, in general on the huge up here in New Zealand. Hey, loveracing.nz, your home for everything Thoroughbred Racing. Bruce Harvey is coming up at about quarter to eight this morning. They're racing at the Cambridge Synthetic. Now, there are some $40,000 races here, and the fields are so even. I've got a couple I like throughout the day. One I'll give you right now, I think she's going to continue the winning form. She's good at getting horses out of the gates. She's got barrier one, and this gouding, uh, I think he's going to win a race very soon. We've got Barbazia uh, for Sam Sprat Jenna, Marnie in race number five. The 19, it's just over 970 metres. Barrier 1, I think uh, this, this horse has been going really close. I just love the draw. I love the jockey. I think it's a race uh, that it can win. So that's You right, do one, Lily. You do one. Yeah, well, it's been a bit thin, but that's all right. It, it does happen. It's Spring's right. not far away, and we'll have plenty there. I've got a couple more throughout, up my sleeve throughout the day. Uh, the old favourite, far and away. She goes around again on the synthetic. I'll be back on her on race two as well. Mm. Can't jump off just yet. Not on grand final day. But there's plenty of good racing. LoveRacing.nz. Go watch all your replays. Uh, race number five, number one. I think that's going to be my best bit of the day, but we'll just keep watching. Right now, 0800 to eleven. That's the Kenadzawa phone line. If you want to take on the Quizmaster and you want to go in the draw for a trip to the Gold Coast Boost Mobile 500, with Willem and Travel. Now this quiz is hard. Kids has absolutely stitched you up with the last question. So you're going to need you're going to need to stack up if you want a $50 TAB bonus bet come through right now. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. 150 811.
4: It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go Yep, that's right. Mitchell, Mitchell, you texted through yesterday. double eight double three. you won your $50 bonus, but I said to give us a call today. 0800-150-811, 0800-150-811, give us a call mate. Yeah, here we go. Jade from Hamilton, you're up first. Morning Jade. Morning
1: brother.
4: Morena brother, morena. Good luck, here we go. Who is the new crew? The new Crusaders assistant coach? Uh, Jimmy
7: Marshall.
4: Jimmy Marshall, well done. Question number two, Jerrell Brantley. Is the Breakers second import for next season's NBL? Which NBA Summer League did he participate with?
6: Phoenix Suns.
4: Phoenix Suns is incorrect. Sorry, Jade. Have a good day, mate. Tony. Morena, Tony. Morning, Tony. Brother. Morning.
6: Brother. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Question
4: number two. Jarrell Brantley is the Breakers' second import for next season's NBL. Which NBA Summer League did he play with?
0: Summer League, I'll go,
4: um, I'll just say, against Utah. Utah is incorrect. Sorry, Tony. Have a good day. Anton, morning. Morning, bro. Morning, morning. Jarrell Brantley break his second import for next season's NBL. Which NBA <coughs> Summer League did he participate with?
7: It was with? Clippers, I think.
4: Clippers is correct. Question number three. 16-year-old Maggie Squire is New Zealand's youngest at the Commonwealth Games. Which event will she compete in? Oh, 16. Uh,
6: yeah, give
7: us a
1: quick MP, please.
3: Sure, I know. Kinners and powers. <laughs> Diving. <laughs> oh, it was too
4: easy, Kempi. Here we go. Question number four Which European football giant does Robert Lawandowski now play for? <laughs> uh, football
7: is
6: not my favourite. bro. Ah, European football giant. Ah. Ah, let's go Juventus
4: Ooh, Juventus not No, bad. it's not Juventus Sorry brother, have a good day We're going to go to Mark from Tauranga Morning Mark
6: Morning, lads. How are you?
4: Yeah, good mate, good mate Appreciate your message on Chelsea Lane Thanks for that earlier on mate But uh, which football giant does Robert Lewandowski Plough play, play for?
5: I've got no idea, lads, so I'm just going to have a punt. Um, We'll go Barcelona.
4: Barcelona is correct. It's a hell of a (laughs) punt. They're a giant. They're one of the biggest. Question number
1: five.
4: Who was the Black Caps' first test captain in 1930?
1: Oh, jeez. I have no idea. Sorry. Um...
5: Uh, even a clue's probably not going to help me, is
3: it? No. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll try a clue anyway. This is a two-part clue. Um, boss. This is the first part of the clue, is a boss cat. And the second part of the clue, the kid played for Northcote and the Kiwis. is a front row. <laughs> oh,
5: so the first one, Tom. Um, and the second one, I've got no bloody idea. See you tomorrow, lad. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, cheers, Mark. Brett from Huntley, he'll get this. He loves his cricket. Brett. Um, I'm not that old, kid. <laughs> 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 Who was the Black Cat's first test captain in
1: 1930?
6: Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day,
1: Uncle. Oh, we'll go to Ed. He'll get it. Morning, Ed. Hey, hey. No, morning, morning. Hey, morning. Hey. So, clue from Kempi, he said paid for Northcote
7: and was a Kiwi. My mate Jason Lowry was over there. So was it Jason Bob?
6: (laughs) 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 No, no, no. No, no. no. You had it. You had it. No. Ed. No. Ed. Ed. Oh, sorry, Mark.
4: No, 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 no. Mark got the first name right.
6: Look at Tom Lowry. <laughs> <Yeah!
4: laughs> wow, well done.
6: Ian, good
2: man. You know that. <laughs> oh, he's oh, a beast, mate. What's he doing? Oh, you get us so Move good! Up, <laughs> well done, Ed. We'll get you that bonus bit, mate. And you're gonna go to the Gold Coast 500. I can just feel it, mate. You've got you've got some sort of money about you. Uh, we'll be back to wrap up the hour. Izzy and Kempy for breakfast.
5: You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ.
2: Coming up to seven o'clock, another winner goes in the draw for the trip to the Gold Coast 500. Izzy, you asked for him. He's turned up. Yeah,
4: Mitchell. How are you, bud? G'day boys, how you going? Yeah, good mate, good mate. You you called a wee bit late mate, you got to call at about 6.40 every morning and we'll get you up for the quiz, eh?
0: I know, I know. It's just a I, when I'm driving through Pukki, the, the bit that you guys, when you start, I drive through a part of Cookie where I get absolutely no service. So oh, it's oh. just... Uh, oh. I, I, hey, I'm Mitchell. You have to get up a
2: bit earlier and start going a bit faster. Yeah, work, don't yeah. go faster, just get up earlier. But just tell me, did you have faith yesterday? Did you think I was on the right track? Oh. Oh,
8: you were bloody, you were bloody, uh, bloody on the uh, point there, boy. Yeah, we're
2: good. You were really good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All good, brother. All good. Mitchell, we will here for you tomorrow, mate. Good luck and have a cracking day at work, brother. Appreciate you tuning in. Coming up, we're going to talk to Rory Lawson. But right now, we're going to hear from Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
0: Glasses clean with clear white lens cleaner 50 pack. Only 6 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 20%.
5: And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
4: my darling wife just delivering my coffee thank you my babe appreciate it good morning everyone it's izzy and kebby for breakfast on scnc wednesday Wednesday. (laughs) oh sorry just got a nice coffee and a nice wee smile it's always good when you get a smile from them from the get-go and you know you you must be doing something right hey hey fellas you know what I mean. You must be doing something. we got a happy wife, happy life. How good. And it's Wednesday, the 27th of July, and it's uh, it's a big day. Big show for us today. We're going to talk to um, Bruce Harvey shortly. He's the president of Cambridge Jockey Club. And uh, we heard from Bruce Sharrick. He's the NZTR CEO yesterday. So it'll be great to hear from the other side, from Bruce Harvey. Uh, but yesterday, we had an awesome chat. We had an awesome chat with Rory Lawson. He is on the committee for the Barbarians, they obviously appointed Scott Robinson and Ronan O'Gara. He played 31 tests for Scotland, and he's a great bloke. So it is five past seven here on Izzy and Kempy for Breakfast. He's here from Rory.
5: S-E-N-Z.
4: Let's be honest. There was a talk in the town last week. Would Razor Ray get the job? Well, he got a job and a very prestigious job too. Maybe, just not for the colours a lot of Kiwis would have hoped for. It was announced that the Barbarians have snagged Scotty Razor Robinson. And Ronan O'Gara to lead the famous Invitational side against the All Blacks Invitational team in this year's Killick Cup. Rory Lawson Played for Scotland more than 30 times And he's on the Barbar's committee And we're lucky enough to have him on the show now To check in with the black and white hoops G'day Rory Hi
8: fellas, how's it going? Thanks for having me
4: Hello, thank you so much For joining the show mate. Look Let's cut straight to the chase Was it Easy or hard to convince Razor Ray to be a part of the Barbarians? I've never been a part of the outfit. I would have loved to. But what, was it an easy task in the end?
8: Uh, look, you have to ask him about how easy a task it was for him <laughs> to accept it. But I think from from our from the the club's perspective, uh, I think he's a guy that just encapsulates everything that the Barbarians mm-hmm. stands for, isn't he? I think to have the combination of Razor and and Rog as the the coaching team for the game in November is just epic. I was I was actually on the the committee when when Razor initially uh, coached the the squad, which that game was in Limerick. Uh, so Rog's Roger's home province of Munster, and I just remember mm. chatting to him and Robbie Deans um, and just being able to get some of the golden insights that they had as a coaching team for that game was was world class, and you know. There is no surprise that Razor is being spoken about as being an incumbent All Blacks coach, uh, but obviously from a club, from the Barbarians club's perspective, what a what a grab he is for us to be able to come and coach uh, the the side against his
3: his home side. Hey, hey, Rory, <laughs> just talking about that, were you guys laughing at the timing of the announcement when the coach is down here, is uh, under the pump? Oh
8: man, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It was one honestly. Given everything that the Barbarians club's been through over the past couple of years, with you know COVID and postponed or cancelled fixtures and so on, I, I'm not going to lie. When when obviously the the ABs lost the series to to Ireland last weekend, I looked at it and I thought, oh god, he's, there's no doubt the Barbarians are going to lose Razor to the All Blacks coaching team. And that was just going. I I was going to. I just thought we're going to have to throw the cast out and see what, see who else might bite for this coaching gig. But obviously, that's not happened yet. But Mm -hmm. I've got no doubt Razor has a has a future as an All Blacks coach. Um, It's a case of when rather than if that will happen.
4: My international experience has been the downfall for Razor. He's obviously going to be coaching. Over in uh, in the UK, getting some experience overseas. W- where do you think this potentially may lead? There's a there's a sense back home that we're probably going to lose Razor uh, offshore, and it's probably something that we're not ready for, but it's probably most likely going to happen. Can can you see that happening somewhere over there in the UK that, that Razor could potentially lead to?
8: Well, I think if you look at you know Graham Henry, Steve Hansen, those guys, it's, it's almost the model that all-blacks coaches go through is that they, they come up through the ranks mm. and then they go overseas and coach a bit overseas. and that, that, That's kind of where they, they earn their, their corn, if you like, and then they, they go back having gained that international experience and potentially get an opportunity as an assistant coach in the ABs and then there's the natural stepping stone towards the head coach. But you know, I think Razor is someone who has lit up the coaching world as much as, the, as coaches can over the past few years. I think, you know, us up here in the Northern Hemisphere who tune in to Super Rugby, have seen what he's done with the Crusaders. I actually, you know, I, I do quite a lot of work with leaders and leadership teams in business and sport. And what you realize is that no matter the size of the business or the people within the business or the sector that it operates in, I think fundamentally when you strip it back, the people are really what, drive success within businesses whether they're small medium large sports organizations you talk about you You look at soccer teams cricket teams rugby teams the people who are leading the charge if they are good people who drive values and purpose through the business you've got half a chance and i think that's everything that razor stands for you know when i i i got to know him a little bit when he when he coached uh in for, for the game in munster but fundamentally even externally, you look at him and you're like, you know, all he cares about is being able to create this sense of belonging in a team, and what really matters to be part of something. And you're all driving in the same direction. You all want the same thing. You all want. You, you all. You're all on the same page with regards to what you stand for as a as a team or organisation. And I think, no matter what, 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 you know, whether he's in business or in sport, he's going to have a positive influence on people. So I think that's kind of that's kind of why I say. It's a matter of of when rather than if Razor ever goes on to to be the head man in the All Blacks. Um, Obviously, now's maybe not his time, but um, I'm sure that his time will come.
3: Yeah, Rory, I think your sentiments are are felt down here by a lot of people too, that it's a matter of when um, Razor steps into that role. Just from a Scottish perspective, I guess from a Northern Hemisphere perspective, the Irish uh, lost, the series lost... What does it do uh, for the northern teams up there uh, with the all blacks coming up to the world Cup? Yeah
8: I'd, I'll be honest, it's been huge up here um i th- I think it's really easy to sit back and and think oh you know that that's not a great AB's team but honestly um, it's shown a vulnerability within that all black side that we've probably not experienced for you know a good few decades now. Uh, if if I'm if I'm really honest, and from a Scottish perspective, Scotland have never beaten the All Blacks, and I know that I might be adding fuel to the fire, but you know the All Blacks are coming to to BT Murrayfield uh, on the 13th of uh, of November, and it's probably there are probably a few guys within that squad who have thought, you know what, there's maybe a chance here for us to create history. Um, so Ireland have done what you know not many not many sides have done. They've won a series down in New Zealand, um, and I suppose there have been there's been an element of, you know, the vulnerability of any sports team has been exposed for, by that, uh, but by, by that very good Irish team. And if I, if I'm really honest, I've commented I commented on Argentina Scotland over the past three tests, and at the end of that, on the morning of last Saturday, I thought to myself, well, oh, you know what. Our loss over in Dublin at the end of the Six Nations maybe doesn't look all that bad now because they've gone down there and they've knocked over, you know, the the team that everybody wants to knock over. Let's not forget. The All Blacks are the title team in our sport. So, um, yeah, I think it, it's a huge thing, um, but we all know at the same time that the quality, the depth, the abilities um, within within New Zealand rugby is such that we expect a reaction. And every, everyone up here, let's be honest, is talking about Ireland saving their best rugby between World Cups. So that's one, <laughs> that's one positive, I'd say.
4: Yes, they, they, they need to go on and transform that uh, those results into a World Cup, and maybe potentially push past the quarterfinal, mate. Just talk, tell us about the Barbarians. I wasn't one of the lucky ones to be able to... Uh, experience of barbarians week uh part of the culture i've heard lots of its snippets probably a lot we can't talk about on the radio but <laughs> mate, what's it like what's it, what what does the week look like for for a week in the barbarians just particularly leading up to play against the all blacks what what, what should we expect and, and what does it mean to represent the barbarians
8: i uh, say, so, you know, it's, it's one whereby, honestly speaking, um, having just been, you know, our most recent game was against England in June at Twickenham with, you know, a side, a side led by Fabien Galté and essentially his French second team. But I, I know the the French strength and conditioning coach really well. Uh, he, he's a great guy. And he turned to me um, after the game on the, the Sunday and, and he was like, mate this just makes a mockery of professional sport he said my how can my team yes. go out on the beers five days a week and then turn <laughs> up and beat one of the world's best teams uh, comfortably and honestly there's uh, you know i i thought you know i was a i was essentially an all saran international um for for a side who had some great days, but not many good days. We didn't win all that many games as a a Scottish side, but, you know, I I was able to play with some amazing players and being able to hear some of the world's best players talk about their Barbarians' experiences as being the best experiences of their careers just kind of highlights just how much place it continues to have in the game. And it's not easy, don't get me wrong. You know, at the time yeah. whereby players are contracted on big money on long-term contracts and their, their, their physical health is something that is so important. It's not easy to drive this club forward, given that, you know, everybody within the club is a volunteer. Um, but the, th- the thing that keeps the club alive is the fact that every single player who plays the sport, you know, almost bar none, there might be one or two, but they want to play for the Barbarians. They want to represent this great club. They want to actually um, reconnect with their youth and the fundamentals as to what drew them to the game. And that's what the club does that is so difficult within professional sport now whereby, you know, you, you must live the clean lifestyle. And don't get me wrong, like Izzy, your, your Kiwi boys are better than most at being able to have a beer afterwards and, you know, let the guard down and get to know each other <laughs> as human beings but the barbarians just goes up another notch or two beyond that and i think that's one of the yeah. things that continues to keep the club alive in a time that's really difficult for the sport you know because it's not easy to get a hold of players nowadays um but thankfully they, they still want to represent this um, incredible club
3: yeah that's, that's awesome. it that's awesome
4: Maybe we got our preparations wrong, Kempe. Maybe we were too serious during
3: our weeks uh, leading into a test match, eh? Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but the Kiwis weren't too too far off the bar bars, to be brutally honest. Um, <laughs> hey, Rory, hey, Rory, with the you know, the World Club Challenge being touted for a kick off in twenty twenty four, you guys looking forward to the Crusaders coming up there and winning that title? <laughs> <laughs> well,
8: you know what. Um, It'll be it'll be brilliant. Uh, I think uh, it's the 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 competition up here has kind of been thrown wide open over the past few months. Obviously, uh, you know if you look at the the European Champions Cup and Leinster were mm. everybody had them nailed on to to win that title. It's essentially Ireland plus a few world class overseas guys, and uh, La Rochelle turned them over under Ronan Gara. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I think it, I think it's great for the game. I think we have to start getting creative with how we bring a new audience into the game. I think we've got to try and open the game up to everybody. Um, it's you know, rugby union is under the spotlight. There, like, make no bo- make no bones about it. There's a lot up here in the northern hemisphere about the you know the impact of people who have had careers in the sport who are now under real strife you know Uh, and whether it's with early onset dementia um or ed slater this week with um you know um, mnd it's it's a really tricky time so i think no matter what we can do for the game we've got to throw it open to as many people as possible i've got two young sons and i had a chat earlier on with one of the one of the guys who had to do a bit of work with and he said would you would you be happy with your boys playing the sport and i said absolutely i think fundamentally the sport is getting safer in a, a time where because they they want to look after players but my my generation of players are those who have had to go through the transition to professionalism that has exposed some to things that they shouldn't have been exposed to um but i think fundamentally the you know the values the teamship the togetherness the the, the The understanding of how you can contribute to others um is is so important uh and I think it no matter what we can do to grow the game we've got to go after it
4: yeah it's it's going to be interesting. hopefully we do get some innovation like that world club challenge has been on the cards for a very long time. We haven't got anywhere so a long time we're heading in, heading in the right direction quickly before we let you go, Rory, just on that um little situation that world rugby are facing i was reading that nfl is still paying i think it's about a billion dollars and um and kind of uh payments that they've had to pay out to, to former players where, where do you see this going with carl hayman and then you've got steve thompson uh leading the charge do you see a bit of an outcome coming from this
8: i, I honestly is he I, I i've got no idea um i'm, yeah. I'm concerned about it um you know you you and I weren't a million miles apart with our careers and mm. I think when we were signing contracts to to play for our clubs or international contracts, at no stage were we looking at you know our physical well-being um and and whether if you got a bang on the head you should be you should be checked on several occasions or you know you should, you, if you get a bang on the head on field, you should be kept off field for 10 to 15 minutes it's it's a really 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 difficult scenario at the moment and i think uh it's going to take some time to work through it i I, it really is is really upsetting and it's hit me pretty hard and it's been it's been a a big Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a it's been a challenging time being able to read about some of the challenges faced by the likes of ed slater and ryan jones and alex popham and steve thompson um who have put their bodies on the line for the sport that they love. Um, And I think it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of time to be able to work, work through this, but I just hope that it doesn't negatively impact the sport in the long term. And that the, the progress continues to be about how we make the sport safer while also maintaining the spectacle that has kept it going for, you know, 150 years. It's it's it is a great sport. We all love it. That's why you guys do what you do. That's why why I used to do what I I did, and that's why I broadcast on <laughs> it. So, the reality is is that we all want the the sport to be at its best, but we all want our the players who play it, whether it's the grassroots level, you know, the likes of my sons, or mm. amateur a, adult level, or professional level. We want the the players who play it to be as safe as they can possibly be to be able to you know have this continuity in the game
4: on the money rory on the money mate appreciate your time this morning on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast we'll let you get back to it mate and uh i won't bring up the golf because i know an australian won the open but a kiwi was on the bag mate you know samping for <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, I,
8: I, I, yeah i mean that, you're, you're you're clutching at straws there is he you're clutching <laughs> his straws, but uh, any time ne- next time, are you over? Are you over for the 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 November tours?
4: Uh not at this stage, mate. Um, but you never know, Rory. I'll be over and I'll bring you Come to up. our
8: come to our Bill. Ma- so you know, my granddad was Bill McLaren, the voice of rugby. Come to our Bill oh, McLaren yes, Foundation t- dinner on the Friday, the Friday before the Scotland versus the All Blacks. Friday, the 11th of November. The the invite okay. is there. Give me a shout.
4: There. There you go, Rory. Appreciate it, brother. Right. Thank you very much, mate. All the best. Thanks, and lads. Uh, That's a huge Gary Owen. <laughs>
8: <laughs> that one's got snow on it. <laughs> He's like a runaway buffalo. <laughs> I tell you what, my, 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 I'm going I'm to leave you. I'm going to leave you on my favorite ever quote of his. There he is. Okay. Flaes Vesaki. Born on the high veldt Born when meat was cheap.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, that is
4: gold. Rory, mate. you're an absolute champ, buddy. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thanks, fellas. Go study. S-E-N-Z. Oh, gold. What a champion he is.
4: <laughs> oh, that was so good, man. He sounds exactly like his granddad, Bill McLaren. Oh, my goodness.
2: Did you it know that so going into the interview? I didn't. No, no just I didn't. Drop no dropped drop it at the end, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and it just brought back memories. Memories flooding in of the Great One Liners from Bill McLaren. Oh, I remember my days of playing Jonah along
2: with Rugby and oh
4: just the great one liners, man. It was so good. Brilliant. Hope, a-
2: hope you enjoyed that. Great insight into uh, how look how uh, New Zealand coaches, especially Scott Robertson, are valued up there and just the, this, the landscape of rugby heading into a World Cup year and Scotland, imagine that, Scotland thinking that they're a chance to knock us off. Wow. That is quite insane, really. 24 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll be back very soon here on SCNZ. <laughs>
5: Viral X 60 Capsules, only $22.99 at Chemist Warehouse, save 15%. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
4: Pretty surreal moment um, from when I got that call. I was straight on the phone to the ring the old man and uh, he's really proud and uh, it's an awesome moment for me and my family. Yeah, I- I'm really excited. Um, it's going to be awesome for me and my development, just go in there and try to learn as much as I can. Um, we head in, I hit in on Friday, so um, yeah, it's going to be pretty surreal, but
2: um, I'm really, really excited. I bet both of you, Izzy and Kempi, both remember that phone call when you got called into your first All Blacks or Kiwis squad and that moment of pride that'll rush through. That's Fletch and Yule yesterday. Leithfield Primary School, Rangiora High School product. So proud of Fletch, a local kid that's made it to the top table. Izzy Hackle.
4: That is so cool. So cool. You can hear it in his voice, mate. He's, he was very, very classy throughout the Super Rugby. Obviously, his biggest uh, moment was in the final in the final when he went on with Tomaiti Williams and pretty much destroyed the the All Blacks front row. So signs are there. Obviously having uh, his coach in there, Chase Ryan helps. Um, But mate, has there been any other All Blacks from Rangiora High School?
2: Yeah, they have there. He, he is the uh, seventh, I think. I'll find you the complete okay. list. Uh, Todd, wow. Todd Blackadder, uh, the other one, uh, oh, not yeah. notable yeah. from recent times, but then you have to go back where Well, I guess it's a, a great rural catchment zone, so mm. lots of those mm. old-school farming lads um, would have played. I'll find you the list after the news that'll have 4 Kubota, together with shaping and building New Zealand. Kemp very quickly, that moment when you get named in a national squad?
3: <laughs> Mate, dream come true. That's all I'll say. Goosebumps you know, tears. Just thinking about what he said. Just thinking about your family, all them, all yeah. them car rides in the back of the car with the old man and the old lady. Um, finally paid off. And for I just know this because he's literally grew up down the road from me, Fletcher. He's had a.
2: Um, him and his family, they've had a. a they have had uh, adversity to work through in their life, and I know his dad will just be so proud. Went to every single rugby game, so it's so cool for um, a local kid from Leithfield. <laughs> CNZ 26 and a half away from 8 a.m. this morning. Plenty Rockets going. up
3: here, mate. There's rocket ships going uh, off up here. Plenty. Lizzie.
2: Plenty happening. Uh, now, <laughs> just speaking about Fletcher Newell, who's been brought in to the All Black setup, he's going straight to South Africa. Talking about being put in the deep end. I'd, I'd, hard to know whether he'll get any game time. Oh, that would probably be. I'm um, hoping that they don't have too many more injuries. But the reason he's in is, as Aroha's been saying in the news, Offer Toanga Farsi has joined the injured list. So he's not going to be going. Obviously, Brody Retallick is out. Uh, Jack Goodhue and Nipo Laulala are also out due to injury. So I'm wondering if Jack Goodhue's injury hasn't just come along the way, or maybe he's, he must have re-suffered something. Have you heard anything, is he?
4: Oh, I haven't heard a thing. That's yeah, that's crazy. I, I was expecting him to get some game time over there and have a have a crack at the centre role, but um, he's had his fair share of injuries—shoulders, knees. Um, yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it's just a little niggle, maybe a little calf niggle, nothing too serious. But um, we'll we'll try and get a wee update on that for sure. But that's, that's a huge loss.
2: Yeah, so I, I yeah, and I, I guess that would make sense as to why he didn't get a, at a run in that Irish series as well. So that's happened. Fletcher Newell's been caught up. I said le, I'd let you know who the other uh, All Blacks were from Rangiora High School. And it is the seventh. So he follows uh, John Ashworth, Todd Blackadder, Brian Ford, Graham Higginson, Ian McRae, who was also a president of yeah. NZU, and Barry Thompson. So a very cool list to be on for Fletcher. That's pretty special, isn't it?
4: That's awesome. Awesome. Ian McRae's up in the bay. And uh, I do not know he went to a hawk, um, Rangiora High School. That's the same Ian McRae, isn't it? He's having in Bay, played second five for the 60s when they won run, run the Shield. For,
2: for, yeah, president of NZIU.
3: Yeah. Comes off the Chatham yeah. Islands, the McRae's. Yeah, yeah
2: mate. That's
3: oh, a bit of their fucker, Papa. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Awesome.
2: There you go.
4: For a small high school in Rangiora, they're producing some fantastic all backs, mate. And he's going to get a game for sure. Well, he's going to get a crackover. There.
2: Do you know what this is? This is really cool because it's the school itself is a it's a big because it's a rural school. But the rank the mm. ru- high school rugby program has not been like when I was playing first fifteen there we beat Stack for the first time ever and it was the biggest biggest moment in the school kind of we we'd had in a long time. The the kind of Fletcher's um they had Angus Fletcher as well and Fletcher Newell mm. came through and they had a couple of guys George Prain they were very good about four years ago. But the issue was, and like most rural schools, all our players that were from the area would poached into town or would go into St. Bede's Christ College, Christchurch Boys High School, St. Thomas's, St. Andrews. You know, fair enough. They want a better shot at becoming a crusader than an all-black. So they have an organic story where he stayed at Ranguero High School, really, really cool. Um, so that's probably what I'm most proud about. Hey, I want to play you guys one clip that I think, Kimpy, you especially will find really interesting. At Infinoa Blake front of media yesterday... Uh, Reese Walsh back starting at full whack, by the way, so Melbourne will have to wow. <laughs> w- wait a little bit longer. Uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita into the halves. Um, Dejan Arce not playing. But this was Adam Fanoa-Blake's answer when a journalist questioned him about kind of focusing on himself and not having the pressure of captaincy anymore, and Kieran picked it up out of the, his press conference. It's pretty interesting. We'll get your take on it.
3: And since you haven't been captain, have
0: you enjoyed just being able to focus a bit more on... On your role and
5: that sort of thing. Listen. Yeah. Oh, like, like I said before, you know, I wasn't really focused too much on everyone else. Um, you know, we have a sort of leadership group here,
0: and they really help. Um, you know, the captain. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, obviously focus on, on themselves, but obviously, you know, we'll worry about the team, you know, uh, which is good. So you know, I helped
5: Toho a lot, and the boys helped me a lot when I when I was captain and uh, Toho wasn't um, playing.
2: So kind of like a captaincy by committee type thing he's alluding to there and not really plumping a lot of pressure on somebody in particular. Is that, is that surprising at all, Kempe? Or is that, is that what you had noticed from the sidelines as well?
3: Yeah, look, I, I think the initial um, reason they, they gave t- uh, Adam the captaincy was to calm him down because he was having all those issues on the sideline and bits and pieces with where how Harry, he Harry was bringing some niggly stuff into his game. I don't think he actually got it for being a captain. Right. And then Tohu was always going to be the captain of the Warriors. So, you know, as we as we know, it's nice to have the C next to your name, but in the modern game of rugby and rugby league, there is more than one captain. And if you don't get the leadership group right, you don't get, I guess, the you know, at the moment when they're talking about niggly comments and that going on on the football field, um, your senior players, especially pulling together... Mate, you are got to have massive issues. Like, you, I mean, if they haven't got a senior group that's delivering the system for the coach, first and foremost, big problems. Who is, it,
4: who is the senior group, So you got Adam Fennel-Blake, you've got Torhu Harris. Who else will be in there? Who else would be in there? Who, who
3: well, be, you'd, Sean you'd, Johnson? you'd have to say Sean Johnson was in there because of his mm. experience. Um, but I remember yeah. the last time that Sean Johnson was at the club that he wasn't part of the senior group. You know what I mean? So mm. you know, you'd have to think Adam Fanua Blake, Sean Johnson, um of of course Tahu Harris, you'd probably have to say Just um Tavunga to be in there too because of the, the time that he's spent at the club. Um and really the rest of the the rest of them are kids, you know. Dallin maybe, mm. you know, being Kiwi captain. He'd be the other one that you'd throw in there, but the rest of them all kids.
2: Yeah, it is interesting. I just It was a good find by Kez, just the way he kind of spoke yeah. about it. It's not necessarily when I was captain, it wasn't really on me. And that you actually, I think you've nailed it there, the, the C was just the C. It wasn't actually because he was the best leader of the squad. Seven, what are we? We are 21 away from eight this morning. We're to talk some racing up after this. Richie wants me to have a look at his multi. Richie, I'm not actually going to read that whole thing out. What I would say is don't put it on. Or if you put it on, just <laughs> take it any three. Because you'd have to be a bit of a genius to You've pick. You've got f- the good oil. You'd have to be a bit of a genius to hit a five-leg win multi today at Cambridge. And if you are, I've talked you off the ledge, and you're about to win. That's no,
4: top four. Top four.
2: Perfect. Put it on them. <laughs> no. I already have. <laughs> 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 right. Well, we'll ask we'll, we'll Mister Bruce Harvey about this after uh, when we come back with him. He's the president of the Cambridge Jockey Club. Twenty from eight <laughs> racing after this. We are fifteen minutes away from eight o'clock. Kitchen's just burning down quietly in the background there, but we'll sort that out very shortly. Uh, Ethan Degroot, Samusoni, Newell. The ABS front row is not too distant future in my opinion. That's from Ian. Ooh, there's a bit of power in that front row there. And, uh, hey, earlier on in the show, we were asking where you want to go. Brett said he doesn't really want to go to Birmingham, but wouldn't mind watching a friend of the show, Hayden Wilde. Absolutely send it, 10 p.m. Friday night, our time. Yeah, Hayden Wilde has got to be a genuine medal shot. But today, fellas, because we spoke about it yesterday, and there has been so much heated discussion around the winter racing in New Zealand and how we can avoid what we saw on Saturday with the abandonment at Rotorua. It's a perfect time to catch up with... Cambridge Jockey Club President Bruce Harvey because their showcase is on today with four $40,000 races on the synthetic. It's a very cool day down there with some nice even fields and Bruce is on the line with us now. G'day Bruce, how you doing?
1: Good morning, how are you Louie? Yeah,
2: good man, really good. Excited for a big day. Talk us through this, um, 40, four $40,000 races. What I mean that's not necessarily an everyday sort of occurrence or an every Wednesday is it?
1: No, it's the second year we did it. uh have done it. Um, Last year we did it as well through um, sponsorship from um, um, Martin Collins and, and, and the Polly the people who put the poly track in. And so it's been, a, it's yeah, it's been a, a great um, initiative for the club. Culled um, in that run today, uh, race day today, building up to it. And um, no, we've been pretty happy with the fields, and, and it gives you an opportunity to, to race with some good money.
3: Hey, Bruce, it's Kempy, mate. What, what have you made of the abandonment chat? You know, um, do you think we'll get to a place where the synthetics are used on a Saturday uh, for racings in winter?
1: I think we will when, you know, it's, it seems to be our weather patterns patterns changed a lot. You only need to see in the regions how much rain they've been getting in the last little bit compared to the annual rainfalls and that. And, and you know, with Ellerslie out, getting a, get a new track in, Tiara we have repairs, a couple of other tracks closed, there's more pressure going on a small amount of, of venues now so um, you know we've got to be able to take pressure off these tracks and let them, give them time to repair, it's bloody hard to try and repair tracks um, in a short amount of time in, in this weather, um, so I, I believe that decisions are made uh, earlier in the week, there's no reason why we can't um, I think Without going into it too much, Rotorua might have been a different, you know, a, d- a different um, scenario. It could have been that decision could have been made earlier, by the sound of it. And I'm sure they'll rectify the problems. And yeah, I, I think we will. Um, you know, we only need an hour and a half after track work to to have the track prepared for race day. So you, you know, we don't need a hell of a lot of warning mm. to hold a race meeting or trial meeting.
4: Hey, Bruce, how, how are jockeys, owners, um, you know, the horses, how how they take into the synthetic racing, mate? Is it, you reckon it's, it's getting, going from strength to strength with more horses actually racing on it?
1: I think so. You know, I, I heard, a, heard a comment from a trainer the other day saying he wouldn't race a good horse on it. Now, there's not many good horses going around this time of year racing. They're <laughs> all just coming back into work or, or getting ready for spring racing. And oh, I think it was a great endorsement the track when you see Mark Walker have have 50 horses at the trials the other day and there wouldn't be too many of his group 1 horses that haven't trialled on it um, in the last 12 months and I mean that's what it's designed for it's designed for training trialling and and predominantly wet weather and that really comes into its own when when we get torrential rain we've had 100 mil of rain here and next next galloped horses on it and, and you wouldn't know we'd had rain that's what they're designed for and um you know, we've we got sixteen race meetings there, I don't know how many trial trial meetings every second week, just about. We've had jump outs every week. And this morning it was like the motorway on, on a public holiday with horses galloping and working on the track. So and in an hour and a half time after they shut it, we'll be ready for a race day. So you know, you know when you nominate your horse the jockeys take rides that they, they you know you're gonna the race meeting's gonna go ahead. It, it's you're not gonna hold your breath driving all the way to a, a venue and then they've
2: called the races off. Yeah, bang on Bruce, very well put mate. Hey, we know that you are one of the elite judges in the game and you've got a couple going around for yourself today. Um, Nows and Lasers Fury, Rock Bank, I think they're all pretty decent each way chances but is one in particular ready to go bang?
1: Um, well, I wouldn't know if I'm the greatest judge but um, um I, I think I don't think any of the horse, any of those three are going to change my address, but they're, they're all honest. And Pappenhuysen was pretty dominant the other day, and, and you know, you, you, I'd like to think he would race up to that again. Um, he, his work's been really good. Rock Bank, a lot of speed in that race, and we're going to have to, we've tried to get him to relax and, and learn to um, come home, which he has his last two starts, so he, we won't change change his racing pattern. so he'll get back from a wide draw and need a little bit of luck. Um, That's only a seven-horse field, and Lasers Fury was unlucky not to win his first start on the synthetic um, two months ago, and sort of been trapped wide his last two runs through just wide draws, um, so he's drawn well today, so I'd be disappointed if he didn't run an improved race, but um, yeah, I think is probably the probably the best chance of the three. But, you know, $40,000 race, it's going to be competitive
2: racing. Yeah, absolutely. Nice even fields. Really appreciate your time, mate, and um, congratulations for getting the, the day together again. I remember last year when it went on and it was quite a thrill, and I think um, hopefully you can get some foot traffic on track today. Or is, or is the weather still turgid down there, or is it coming good?
1: Oh, it's, the wind's dropped now. It's been pretty foul earlier on and, th- and you know, early in the in the morning, like, um, but yeah, it's, we seem to be pretty blessed with the way the actual weather's been on our race days, and we get a good walk-up crowd. It's a good good atmosphere, nice and relaxed, and we're starting to get regulars come every Wednesday, you know. So um, hopefully, um, yeah. hopefully the, the wind drops and the rain stops, and 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 we. Have a fun day there. Um,
2: Beautiful. Yeah,
1: we're Love all it. looking
2: forward to it. Love it, Bruce. Bruce Harvey, he's the the president of the Cheers, Cambridge Bruce. Jockey Club. Uh, he's a fantastic judge. He's a good racing man. And there you go, Cambridge Synthetic Today. Pappenhausen's a nice wee chance. Kempe's off the back fence after this on SENZ. <laughs> Kempi off the back fence this week, a little this morning, a little bit different.
3: Yeah, look, after uh, what went on with Manly yesterday, I thought I'd uh, do something a little bit different here. So I asked my daughter Isabella if she could ride Off the Back Fence for me. Um, So Off the Back Fence will be from Isabella.
5: Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp.
3: I get confused when one part of society doesn't... Uh, Sorry, one part of society decides that another part of society doesn't fit in their space. Why do people feel they have the right, based on personal belief, to abuse, attack and ridicule our community because we are seen as freaks? When in fact the only freaky thing about this is you're freaking me the hell out when you attack us. If you're worried about damnation, don't worry, you're not going to hell for me being gay. But don't you go to hell for me not loving thy neighbour? Going back decades, the queer community is only fought when provoked. Our only crime is minding our own business. The more be, the, the more this ignorant and even hateful behaviour is swept under the rug, the more it is encouraged. Your willful silence does us no favours. Your blatant disregard for our quiet peace only makes you look worse in the eyes of the rational and level-headed. We are all tired. We are not asking you to be with someone of the same gender. We are asking for your love and support. Religion is not a free pass.
4: Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, that is powerful, Kempy. And I commend your daughter for writing that honest, open, and well, it's just left it all out on the table. And look, I spoke about it yesterday. I've got family members, and people are hurting. And people are hurting that they just can't understand. Like they're just normal human beings. And just because they have different. Ways about going about life doesn't make them any different. And uh, yeah, it's a horrible situation we got going on at Manny, mate. Thank you for sharing that. Really yeah. appreciate it, brother. Um, give us a text, double eight double three, your thoughts on uh, Kimpi's daughter's off the back fence. Powerful as anything. Well, coming up, we're going to talk some Jace Ryan because he had a powerful press conference yesterday, and we're going to play that for you. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. morning, Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast, SCNZ, Wednesday the 27th of July, just after 8 o'clock. If you've just joined us, no worries, we spoke to Rory Lawson, he is on the committee of the Barbarians, just after 7 o'clock. He spoke about Scott Robinson, Ronan O'Gara, the appointment of the Barbarians coaching team to take on the All Blacks November, uh, the All Blacks 15, I must say. Which are potentially going to be coached by Leon McDonnell, I'm hearing whispers about that so uh, yeah huge huge signing for the barbarians over there scott robinson have we lost them have we lost them to overseas this is only the start i feel but anyway rory lawson came on and he is bill mclaren's grandson and he gave us a few good one-liners he so gave a listen to that it was an interesting conversation go have a listen on Izzy and kept people breakfast the podcast on the scnz app and you'll get that take from Rory Lawson. We also have Bruce Harvey on. He is part of the, he's president of the Jockey Club of Cambridge. And they have a wee meeting today. Have us a wee tip. Pappenhausen had a great win last week. Can it go back to back? be interesting to see. But coming up in this hour, we're going to talk some Jace Ryan presser. you ever listen to that? Wow, it was outstanding. You say on point, precise and articulate from my man. Spoke to him after that. He's a champ. He's an absolute champ. But P mate, that was a great... Off the back fence, one of the greats, mate. I really commend you and your daughter. A few messages coming through. Awesome words the uncle. You have done a good job teaching your daughter. That is from John. I must really applaud you. That was honest and to the point. And you think of the other side. These people are being punished every single day. Every single day. And this just really emphasizes the struggles that they feel. And I spoke about it yesterday. I I have my stance on it. And I've got family that are part of the gay community, and um, yeah, it's it's
3: it's a horrible situation we're at at the moment. Mate, but commend you on that. Yeah, thanks. I, look, I, I, you know, I'm, everyone's up for their own opinion on stuff like um, like mm. you said, and 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 it is. It's a it's a free world where people get to to express themselves. I I was spending a lot of time yesterday thinking about the whole manly situation. Was following it all day. listening to Des Hasler. And, uh, I caught up with my daughter last night and I I was speaking to her about it and we just got talking and said, you know, why don't you put something together from, you know, part of that rainbow community where you see it out of your own eyes. I said, you know, when we we talked through it and, um, I started it off for her and I gave her my phone and then she just wrote it, mate, you know, and and I think it's, you know, from my perspective is it's nothing's more powerful than from the horse's mouth, you know, um, Mm. And, you know, I, she's very vocal and she's you know got a mind of her own and likes to keep us updated on what's going on in the community and bits and pieces like that. And I just said to her, you know, we've got to read it out on radio, so, you know, can't put any swear words in there and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And she's just articulated it really, really well, so you know from from isabella i 'm really proud of her for for putting that together for me um, last night and being able to read it out for her today and and yeah you know, look with this with this conversation you 're going to have people on both sides of the fence you 're going to have people say no I disagree, I disagree. and people that agree and that's that 's fine you know, that 's life, um, but I think from the perspective of the people that are actually sitting in the community I think you know, in 2022 uh, I listened to Ian Roberts for instance the way that he spoke on the and and he was heartbroken mate you know he was basically yeah. saying man I've put up with this all my life and I thought we'd moved past it and right at the end of his, his interview he said I would really like the opportunity to sit down with these guys and, and explain to them. I'm looking at him now on the telly they're still playing it through Sky Sport at the moment. And you can just see it written all over his face, you know. Like I've played the game, I've I've been there. I had to come out and and let people know that I was gay, and probably the toughest time to do that in the '80s. And 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 this bloke was just an icon of the game, you know. And um, when you when you get it out of the horse's mouth, it is it is a little bit more powerful than just saying, "Well, this is my opinion," and I and I Mm -hmm. hope that Isabella did that for for the community that she's in you know so I'm uh, really proud of her we'll sit down this afternoon and, and listen to the potty together um and yeah she'll she'll probably give me a hard time for stuttering and and, and, and blubbering <laughs> through it but um no I'll really take my hat off to her for, for being oh. able to do that for me.
4: I'm not religious at all so I don't understand um you know the religious beliefs um that these players have and and, and you know, that's their, their, the way that they go about it, um, but you know, like you said, Kimpy, everyone has their own experiences, their own opinions mate, I love the gay community, the, the beautiful people, I've got family members that are part of the gay community um, and yeah, they're just normal human beings, I, I just can't understand some things that happen in this world, mate, we're all lucky enough to be on this planet and we all have our uh there's always problems with everything and it's 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 a horrible situation why can't we all just get on and understand each other and just move forward all this hate in this world man it's just I can't stand it. But anyway, that's just me. I'm just a lovable chap, and I'll just go about life with <laughs> you. Are. Yeah, you know? and
2: the rugby, yeah. League, the rugby league aspect of this too can't be um, neglected. Like, the Man- Manly Seagulls have to now go out there under strength, kind of thrown under the bus mm. by their club and their teammates. James Graham on NRL 360 last night, he was pretty strong on it.
0: Personally, I think it's an overreaction from the players. Like, yeah. it's just a few colours on a jersey. It's not worth missing a game over. Like, you can have your beliefs... Yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah.
6: You're
2: going to miss it. Mm.
0: This is your hill you're going to die on? Mm. It's just not worth it. Mm. Like,
8: just accept it and just crack on.
2: Crack on. And uh, you have to wonder what the other their teammates are thinking, is he? Mate, fans. Fans. My
4: brother's a passionate Seagulls fan. He's distraught. He's like, we need everyone. We need everyone to play and have any chance against the Roosters. He is distraught and beside himself so yeah you're not only punishing um, your teammates you're punishing your fans that are there every single day that's, that pay their memberships to go and watch you play A- and this is
3: the stance yeah
4: I- I'm with James Graham mate
3: yeah look we're not gonna we're gonna hear plenty more of it um, but at the moment as it's time for the McKeith right yeah, let's tack right. It's a time for that McCafe Coffee catch-up because you know it's this time of year. We go deep into club sports seasons and it's a chance for the local legends to come up and talk everything about what's going on in their community. And at the moment, we've got the Fox Memorial Grand finals coming up with the semi-finals, the quarter-finals being played last week. And we've been able to track down a friend of mine called Craig Godfrey. He's the chairman of the Te Atatū uh, Rugby League Club. It's his first year uh, in that seat. And he's doing a wonderful job uh, bringing that club forward with some great, and uh, I guess, some initiatives and some some forward thinking. And he joins us on the phone this morning. Morena, Craig. Kia ora, bye. Thanks for having me on. No, no worries but thanks for coming on in such short notice but um mate, how's things going for you there at uh tilt and in, in the in the hot seat in the chairman's seat
7: yeah not too bad Bo. um we've had quite a good season as you said it's my first season um or first full year as a chair here um and we said about a bit of a change of culture and, and um build ourselves a competitive roster and we had a good thing at the fox competition this year and unfortunately we just come up a little bit short in the quarterfinals but Learned a hell of a lot, which was good.
3: And and with the competition this year, I know that you know for the last couple of years you you said it's your first year in the comp. They haven't been able to get to to the finals before um, because of COVID. What is what has your take been on the competition? And um, and what do you think of the, the the rest of the season, the semifinals and the and the grand final? How that's going to shape up?
7: Yeah, the season was a short one, so we got interrupted by the omicron at the start of the year. Um, so there wasn't as many rounds as as we normally would be but it was actually a a bit of a blessing because um, with the boys being sort of, um, you'd almost call it semi-professional or or, um, they all have to have day jobs, you know, a long season takes a toll when you can only train in the rain Tuesday, Thursday night and try and produce some results on a Saturday. So the, the shorter format actually worked out quite well. And then, yeah, at the business end of the season now, so all of the creams risen to the top. Um all of the big mm. boys are big up back up there, so the point chefs and the oars and the old staples, so it'll be a bit of a battle yeah and what,
3: what is hey. your what is your take on the final mate who, who do you think are the are the um the team to beat going into the semis and the grand final um,
7: i think point chefs they'll they'll always be up there um they'll be there again with the men and the woman um and that's to be expected um, to the point for the rest of us it starts to get a bit boring. Um, but, you know, <laughs> next year we'll have another Red Hot Crack. Chattester will have another Red Hot Crack. As I said, we've learnt a lot. We've built a really good roster, um, and we know, we know what it takes now So
6: yeah.
4: Hey Craig, Izzy here, mate? Appreciate you coming on the show at such late late notice, mate. Uh, what about the the strength? Obviously, you've had your, your struggles. Everyone's had their struggles the last two years with COVID. But I get a sense that Auckland Rugby League as a whole is in good stead. The numbers that are flooding into the game, mate, is that is that a reflection of your club too? You you happy with where the numbers are at for the club?
7: Yeah, we are. Well, I think with the um with what's happened with COVID, COVID, we, we were able to um just stay stable. And if you're able to stay stable and not declining in these sort of times, that's um, that's a pretty good thing. And then now we're on a on a little bit of a rebound. Um, mm. I'm not sure about right across the game. I think we've still got a lot of work to do in a, in a few ways, yep. it's quite a ways to go. Um, but I think we'll get there, mate. Yeah, mm.
3: mate. What are some of the challenges as a as a new chair coming into the game of rugby league in Auckland that you've that you've faced this year, and some of the opportunities that you also see coming out of the back end of it? Um,
7: some of the challenges were probably just um, get, uh, getting over or getting through the COVID situation. A lot of people are um, uh, in, in a sort of a COVID mode. Our people especially are in a bit of a COVID mode where it's been hard to get remotivated motivated um, and back onto the field. Um, always changing the culture or improving the culture um, is an important thing and getting kids especially back up to the clubs um, and then I think we've got to sort of diversify our thinking and, and work out how we can get more people back involved. And that might not always just be um, directly putting the boots on and getting on the field. Um, we've got to look at other things that you can do. So we've just done an agreement with a netball club. Um, so we run a netball club out of the club. We run the um, playgroup out of the club. Um, we get in-house auctions, um, real estate auctions at the club. Barfoot and Thompson, so you've got to do a whole lot of things. Get people there first, create an event, and get them interested in the game. Uh, you spoke
4: earlier about the powerhouses having, you know, all the strength, and, and year to year they are the ones that the you know the creams rising to the top at the end of the season. For yourself at Tiara Two, how do we get Tiara Two, or how do you instill that maybe Tiara Two can get to that stage where they're they're p- pushing for a finals berth?
7: Oh, I think, um, take it from me, we've put the competition on no- on notice. Um, so it's it's about trying to create um, depth in your squad and a culture at your club and, and trying to be able to keep everybody there and keep keep them engaged. Um, I was really, really impressed with how well we did this year. Um, and we'll, we will keep and build on the same roster for next year. Um, mm. And then we'll start to ch- challenge for titles, but not just once we plan to stay at the top there year on year.
3: Yeah, that's awesome, Craig. You're doing a wonderful job, mate, and I uh, just want to say thank you for coming on the and Kempi for breakfast this morning. Uh, mate, just yes, quickly yes, mate. before I go, have you thought about throwing your hat in uh, for the for the board of the ARL? You'd make a great chairman.
7: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I'd be excited about it, Tony, um, and passionate about it, passionate passionate about the game like yourself. Um I know what I do works in my community. Um, I'm, I would be a little bit unsure if I could help right across, right across the city, but yeah, I'd be happy to entertain it and have a look at
3: it. Yeah. Okay, let's talk, brother. Thanks a lot for coming on, Craig. Have a good day today, and uh, we'll talk soon. How
7: Cheers, bye, Craig. Thanks,
3: brother. Great, great guy, mate. Great guy he is. He's doing some wonderful stuff out at uh, Te Otis. I got a phone call from him just out of the blue one day. He said, oh, can we meet at the club? And uh, mm. I said, yeah, you know what I'm like. Yeah, bro, no worries at all. Jumped in my car, drove out there, and we sat outside of his, outside of Club. In the car park, and we spoke for about an hour and a half just about what we could do with the club, you know, to run auctions from, from uh, real estate agents, get you know more than just the club, you know, get childcare centres in there, bring other sports hubs in and around this club. The other thing about Te Atatu, their club is right on the motorway. I said to him, "Well, you get a sign, mate? See what the council um, permits are for Like getting this massive... You know, you get those big billboards that they sell for thousands on the side of the motorway? Mate, his, his club, when you're driving down the Western motorway, sits right on it. So he's a mm. forward thinker, man. I, I think he, he's not too far off getting on the Auckland Rugby League board, and if I've got anything to do it, do with it, I'll be lobbying, and, and he can have my seat. Um, but I, I see him as a chairman of the future. He's, he's, he's that good a thinker
4: yeah loved it loved it mate we appreciate him coming on uh, at such late notice Craig Groffrey chairman of Two League Club Uh, Kempi. well done there and uh, that's a great idea chuck some advertising up and sell it hey
2: mate thousands yeah those billboards they actually do it's it's good business it's like (laughs) supermarkets you get in those Mm. uh, you can absolutely rock it up just thought just occurred to me boys it was great to touch base at the Fox Memorial like this time of year we must have so many club grand finals coming up this weekend And semi-finals, but especially finals around the country. Can you start? Can you start? Can we compile them? Who do you want to shout out in your local community, your town? Who's going for it? I know they had some grand finals last weekend, but there must be a hell of a lot more coming up this weekend and the weekend after. Uh, Who is it? Football, rugby, netball, hockey.
3: Clifton got robbed. Clifton got robbed. (laughs) I'm telling you, Two two copper. They paid the ref. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Kempi, that old chestnut. Double oh, eight,
4: no. double three,
2: come through. And if you want to have a whinge, just uh, I'll give you Kempy's number and the and you can just message him directly. He'll give you get you the fast lane. Um, yeah, I'd love to know. Like there must be some good club events ha- happening this weekend. The Bush Pigs, is Kez, kids, you just said that in my ear. What was that? Yeah, I've been uh, following the Instagram story pretty hard. Obviously, our old mate Thomas Grant was there last year. He's not travelling with the team this year. But, uh, yeah, get on the uh, Carisbrook Bushpigs Instagram story if you want a good laugh every day. So they're down there competing at the under 85s. There you go. It's all happening at this time of year. Send your nominations through double double We'll shout out your local club. Big time of year for local sports. 21 minutes past 8. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Back with some techs and Paulie Mwadi after this. (laughs) Twenty six minutes past eight AM this morning. A Couple of good texts here. will Hornets got their semi final this weekend in Christchurch against Go on the Hornets. Big Pete Sailey gonna skittle some boys from Goose. Yeah, big Pete Sailey gonna run some people over. And I agree with Kempi. Clifton were robbed. Taranaki Rugby Football Union did not want the title going to Waitara.
3: That was from eyebrow glentworth.
2: <laughs> He's the manager He's the manager of Clifton <laughs> On good authority Alright, let's go to the manager of all things Money, Paul Moati at the TAB St. Paul St. Paul DJ Paulie
5: D How are you Paulie? Yeah, I'm good thanks boys uh, Sounds like it's a, a fairly uh, religious uh, morning this morning with you boys
2: Yeah, we're just trying to figure out what we can opt out of <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: Give
2: us some options. Oh, I hear you,
5: Louie.
2: <laughs> uh, have you got that market back
5: up yet? We're talking about the seagulls and the Roosters. We might be. Yeah, they're up there all right. Uh, the Roosters are now $1. fourteen. Now, five days ago, you could have got the Roosters at $2.05. Uh, a few punters, canny punters, did get on at that price. Um, I, I sort of struggled to see why they were uh, underdogs against the Sea Eagles, uh, at all, anyway, before, the uh, I guess, the withdrawal of a number of uh, Manly players. So, But right now, Roosters $1. fourteen, Manly Seagulls $5.50, and the Roosters are 16.5-point favourites. The biggest bet on the line is a $1,500 bet on the Roosters minus 16.5. In terms of multis, uh, um, bad news for Warriors fans because the Melbourne Storm uh, present in a number of significant multis uh, this weekend. There's a $5,000 multi I'm just looking at at the moment, Melbourne Storm, Brisbane Broncos, Penrith Panthers, and the Black Caps all to win. Um, there's, uh, there's a $1,900 multi, uh pretty simple one, Roosters and Storm to win. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, although there are a few, few of the Warriors faithful who've still backed the Warriors, who are now $4.05, Uh, against the Melbourne Storm. The bulk of the action has been on the visiting side. Uh, And if it's anything to go by, the Storm will not lose five in a row this Friday night. Uh, That's what the money's saying anyway. And don't forget, we've got a bonus back promotion on all NRL matches this weekend and a same game claim on all NRL matches this weekend. Just head to the Punter's Lounge on the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's.
2: Beautiful Paulie uh, Anything on the racing today at Cambridge? I see you got a $25,000 guaranteed quaddy. Is there uh, any sort of bonus backs we can look forward to Or any sort of promotions? Uh,
5: no bonus back uh, at Cambridge today I see they've got a seven uh, race meeting there And of course that will be going ahead uh, Because the track is always the same On the synthetic Which is uh, <laughs> uh, a, a great thing I guess uh, as you say, there is a $25,000 uh, guaranteed lake quaddy that starts on race four, uh, which I think starts around quarter past uh, two seventeen this afternoon. And I can tell you, there's one that they've come for. Number nine, Kelly Keeper, trained by Catherine Cameron, yeah. uh, to be ridden by Crystal Lindsay. Uh, that has seen uh, some significant support. Ten dollars into seven fifty.
2: Yeah, Kelly Keeper, and it failed on the turf, but one fresh up on the synthetic. Then its run last start was better than uh, what it looked. So I can see the money. The other one in that race that I would have in your quality numbers, I'll have an each way bet on Annie. It's a wide-open race. Pappenhausen's been tipped out by, well, it wasn't tipped out necessarily, uh, but by Bruce Harvey gave it a wee push. Red Vienna's a, a good horse. pensado has been going real well up there for the Pittmans. And uh, good oil's right in it. So it's wide open. But I think Annie and Kelly Keeper, two nice chances down the bottom of the book. Thank you, Paulie. Appreciate your time as always.
5: Cheers, boys. Have a good one.
2: Paulie, Cheers, the party. Download the TAB app today to go and get your quaddy on. Izzy, you've already lobbed a multi, haven't you?
4: <laughs> no. No, I haven't. No, I'm just having a wee look. No, I have. I've got a couple <laughs> of multis today for a, for a Wednesday. Um, but no, that was a good, good chat with him. I was reading that it costs. The TAB, about a million
2: dollars, eh, every time there's a cancelled meeting. One one to one and a half over the weekend, lost yeah. in turnover. Um, mm. It's just, it's actually eye-watering. It is actually yeah. eye-watering. Just, on a Saturday, especially, when everyone wants to have a punt yeah. and sit down, It is, and this is weird, when you hear that pained noise coming out of Bruce Sharrick's voice yesterday, yeah. it's like... Then you get it. You get it, all right? 29 away from nine. Some good messages here, Kempe, going back to your off-the-back fence around the Manly Seagulls. I'd love to get to those. After this, here is Aroha with the useful for Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> we are 27 minutes away from 9 a.m. this morning. Uh plenty going on as the New Zealand Commonwealth Games team is settled in up at Birmingham. Yeah, Hayden Wild on Friday. Paul Cole and Joelle King, is he? Your squad on Saturday. You reckon they're gonna middle up? Yeah, course,
4: mate. Of course. Hayden Wilde on Friday, right into the Paul Cole and Joel King. Of course, mate. Yeah. Right behind the huge team. I can't wait to watch some Calm games, mate.
2: Yeah, it's a great event, isn't it, once it gets going. Just like the Olympics, you can always find something to watch. So we are from tomorrow going to be running a medal tally with Noel Leeming, which is very exciting. So we're going to every day be able to update you exactly what's happened first thing. Lots of action overnight, obviously, into the morning. So you'll want to be locked and loaded on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast during the Com comm games because uh, we've got plenty to update you on. Just before we get to these text messages, I just realized we had this up our sleeve today.
6: Gotta get up in the morning. Oh, yeah. Gotta
2: get up, gotta get up. I gotta try. You recognize that voice? It's their one anomaly.
3: Manny can sing. Gotta wake up. Friend of the show.
6: King
2: Capisi, this is the song he uh, he wrote, recorded,
3: produced for Auckland Rugby League, Kempi. Mate, unbelievable. And did it live at uh, the last meeting that I had with the Auckland Rugby League. stood up in the Māngari Rugby League Club and just busted it out. Uh, live over the over the mic, he's a legend, mate. And what a tune is he! What a tune for rugby league in Auckland.
6: Catchy, eh? very very catchy.
4: I actually seen cups yesterday. Uh, he was down the hallway at the, at the airport. He was travelling, busy man, getting around the uh, the New Zealand Aotearoa, Royal our motu. And doing what he does for the um, women's basketball competition, but mate, he's a uh, he's a fantastic. that's a
2: catchy song. Yeah, what very a very to. catchy. And and I love yeah. the I love the uh, innovation from Auckland Rugby League getting a kind of a New Zealand music icon to kind of integrate into their sport. And he's so hard into his rugby league, so I thought that was really really cool. Speaking of rugby league. Kimpy, you should be extremely proud of your daughter. The last two days have restored my faith in humanity when
3: I have heard Isabella and Jason Ryan speak and cut through the BS. Yeah, no, nah, I am. I'm extremely proud of her. And, and actually, um, you know, just again, like I said, different perspective. And, um, yeah, everyone's entitled to, to what they think at the moment. But, you know, keep it real. It's 2022.
2: 800 811 That's the Kennards High phone line. If you want to come through and add anything to this conversation, uh, Mark said on the text machine, Re-Manly Jersey, they have the right to choose religion. However, their employer has a uniform for their staff, their players, to wear. Sorry, your beliefs. Uh, sorry, have your beliefs, but whatnot. But it's your job, and they get paid big bucks. So go out there and play. And I think a lot of people will feel like that. Goose has come through. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to seeing the boys step up and get an opportunity for Manly. I hope they play well and force Desi's hand to pick them again. Good to see James Siggyara return after a couple of years away from the game.
3: Yeah, mate, and you always know it when the like five dollars <laughs> when Pauli Mori said five dollars, backs against mm. the wall. Imagine these guys—they've got something to play for, mate. You know, the only problem is it's against against a red hot roosters at the moment. They're mm. on a run.
4: I, I'd hope to see it, Kempi I'd hope to see, it. and that's the other side of this this dilemma: is a couple of these players that haven't had these opportunities because they've been playing extremely well. You know, Koloatu up in, in, in the edge there, and they've been playing really well, so they're really influential for this Manly side. But you give other people an opportunity, and uh, yeah, they could potentially say and just force Desi's dizzy Desi has his arm. Uh, no, Louis, put that away.
2: Louie, play CC, <laughs> br- C-City Brothers, never, never walk away. <laughs> well, look, who would I be to deprive the people of what they want? So I'll work on that. Leave your name there so we can shout you out. When we,
4: uh, was, we raised money for um, Starship Hospital. We raised a bit of money for that. It was good. Not my, um, yeah, look, it, it was enjoyable. And it, uh, DC, Dan Carter was our manager. He was a manager, he sold the dream to Andy Ellis, Robbie Fron, uh, Willie Hines, and uh, to Viunu, and we went out there and, and we created these three songs and Sea City Bros never walk away, and we raised money for Starship Foundation.
3: Beautiful, Izzy. Oh. he? Let's break it out. Let's break
4: <laughs> it out. How it was the
2: Christmas song.
4: It was one of the. Oh, <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> never again like sea city so they, walk, they walk away I was happy with that but the next one I was like nah never again bro I'm out
2: <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll track some down don't worry about that also after this we're going to go through uh, Jason Ryan's press conference yesterday someone just made note of it how impressive it was personally I've watched a lot of press conferences I've watched a lot of bad press conferences impressive it was a standout debut presser very very good uh, Paddy says that's a cracking tune. Big ups to the Cups. There you go, Paddy from Christchurch. Cheers, Paddy. Back with some Jace Ryan after this. He's in the squad and he's already making a difference. You'll hear from him soon.
5: RLX 60 capsules. Only twenty two ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse. Save 15%. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It ain't over till it's over. Got a city
0: hot and easy move over. Rugby Park AMI Boys coming in hot we gonna make you fly
6: You know I love you Forever and ever Yeah I got your back Go oh, We'll never say <laughs> never Yes, <laughs> it's true no, We have a soul. Shooter for nine To the day of the game I don't know I don't all the
2: words <laughs> Away Away, away. <laughs> Give us a shuffle, bro <laughs> Oh, here he is. Yo! <laughs> 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 yeah,
4: that's it, <a> Dago. <laughs> oh, my Lord. The memories. Please, please, That is enough. Put that away. Everyone over here. It's hurting their ears. Ah. It's hurting their ears. The worst thing about that is... Um, <laughs> The boys used to call us the Bald Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's
4: so sad, sad on Andy so. Ellis. Sad, yeah, Andy Ellis. He was obviously the, the key figure in that. And uh, yeah, we had Willie Hines, bald. Izzy <laughs> came bald. We had Robbie Fraun, he had no hair. <laughs> Andy Ellis, receding. And we
2: were called the Bald Brothers. So, uh, look... Or we raised some good money. You did, and it was a, honestly as a as a regular. I was actually number
4: one on Apple. I was, was number one on Apple for a while. Trending, yep. Yeah.
2: Sport listens. No, hey. it was very good. It yeah. actually was good. It you was had a number one? It was Any one.
4: of you said a number one? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's right, Daggy. Uh, that's uh, right. <laughs> ode to the uh, love story at the Warriors went close. <laughs> 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 Gee, we've done some stuff. All right. Speaking of the Bald Brothers, yesterday, one of the most impressive debut press conferences from a guy has been chucked in the deep end, but he wants to be there. Jason Ryan in the All Blacks. And he faced media, he got a grilling. Here are some, a sample of some of his answers. Here's one about the areas he's identified that needs to be tuned up in the full pack.
0: Well, we're going to stop malls, um, that's for sure. So there's a little bit of work that needs to go in, into that um, in our contact area. And I, I just think is, um, you know, we've stripped a little bit out of our um, stuff today and just concentrate on the critical few things, just be a little bit more clear on what we're trying to do, which will help our contact area really.
2: And a little bit more on exactly that and what he's tried to get through the time he had in camp.
0: Well, I've actually um, taken some stuff away and just given them two things. It's been my whole focus um, for the pack is what we've tried to work on. We've done a lot of work around our mauling stuff, obviously, and um, you know, we've done a bit in the contact area there. And um, Just getting to really understand what they're trying to achieve and what they're really trying to believe in um, has been the big one.
2: And it's a really good point. He's tried to simplify it, and he's just trying to pretty much make them work harder. That's that's where he elaborated. And on this is coming off the back of this Irish series, where and he
0: said, "Well, everybody saw what happened." The boys were really disappointed, and you know, there's no mistake. There's no hiding from it. The, the All the pack is it's been dented. Um, it really has been. And the judges, you know, we talked about it in the forwards meeting today. We, we didn't hide anything. We, we were really, really honest, and we have to be. And um, we've got to get on with it.
2: How refreshing would that have been, Izzy?
4: That that is refreshing as you can get. Honest and precise and on point, mate. And, and that's what they needed. And I said that before. He he got the job. Mate, he's honest. He'll he'll pick apart everyone. Doesn't matter if he played a hundred tests or he played six tests. They're all there. They're they're representing their country. their Jews, And they need honest uh, conversations and the detail. Just love the detail, mate. Like he's just telling us exactly what they're doing. You know, none of this. Uh, you know, we're gonna try and stop the mall, and uh, uh, it's all about attitude. Um, no, he's he's precise. He's made it precise. He's pinpoint two areas: the contact area. They need to be a hell of a lot better there, and and stopping malls and the detail that's involved in stopping malls. mate. six years, Crusader's never got a mall try. It's a hell of, a- and not only just that, not only words. He'll have something in the background, some a- something something some adage some. Something that's different that'll inspire this this Ford pack to get back to where they are. And Kimpi, that would have been for you. I know the, the text messages come through and someone's really, really excited. But for
6: you, Kimpi.
3: <laughs> well you don't want to read it. I listened to that I listened to that yesterday. I'm not reading that. Um, but I listened to that yesterday. I don't normally listen to interviews twice, I listened to that three times. Um, mm. I just thought it was so cool. You know, here's a guy, he's thrown in the front of the cameras for the first time at a training session and just gone, bang, this is what I've done, this is what I'm doing. And at the end of it, which which wasn't played, was they said, are you on Team Fozzie? And he just said, I'm on Team All Blacks. And I just went, mate, that just went and gone. And he just basically got that nail and that hammer and hit it straight on that forehead of that journalist and just went whack.
2: And, Gimpy, I've got it right here. You know what he's done? He knew he was going to be asked the question, had it up his sleeve.
0: It's probably everything and more. Um, The boys are really diligent. Um, They care a lot. They know where they need to be. Um, But we've got to go and prove it. It's a chance to coach my country. And it's a dream to always be an all-blacks forwards coach and can't wait to get into it bang that's it unbelievable what was that word
4: what was his biggest asset i said in my uh bomb squad care the players care a lot mate and jace ryan cares genuinely cares about these boys and these players and genuinely wants them to do extremely well and he's on the all Blacks. I i missed him <laughs> last night i said i'm on the all blacks ticket fire fire emoji and then he rang me back and we had a good conversation mate he's pumped i just said mate awesome couple of days you've just done it all you've been under the radar i've been trying to get him on the show and um it's been hard work and i can understand that but he, he i just said to him, look mate you've got every man and their dog after just go about your work keep chip away you've had to do that presser. the press is out of the way now now it's time for work mahi results and uh i'm i'm so excited to see what he can do. Only a short time. We can't put too much pressure on him, but the
2: signs are pointing in the right direction. After a week, ten days of absolute um, tumultuous behavior by the All Blacks media management, the All Blacks brand, having Jason Ryan go out there yesterday, front the media, who whether you like it or not, need you need to have the respect of. To deal with the situation like he did yesterday, to breathe a fresh, a fresh air to the point where we're getting a text, this, this text message saying, Jason Ryan's press conference made me feel very special. <laughs> he spoke with passion and pride regarding his opportunities admitted there was work to do at the Dented Fords. Honesty and accountability is what we want and it's what the fans want. And this guy will light a fire under that Ford pack. He'd go. I'd go to war with him. Uh, great interview from Jason Ryan yesterday. Another text says clearly, NZR our comms team haven't got to him yet. <laughs> well, maybe just take a leaf out of his book, and I just I think he should be so proud by the way he's going about his business. He's always like that. He's always like that. You can listen to Chris line, mate. Same,
4: same. Jace, on the point, honest. Precise, everything it's just just Jason. Never changes.
3: Gave me co- mm. look. I, I was expecting two zip. Gave me confidence. I thought because I've seen it. You know, like I've seen players who won't buy into anything, and then you get a bloke who makes you believe, and and the blokes that do believe it, which are the Crusader boys that win everything, go and make <laughs> we're doing this because this guy knows what he's talking about, and then the other guys feel like they're going to be left out of place if they don't put their heads in that dark place. So. Mate, he gave me the confidence that he's going to get their heads in that dark place that you talk about all the time, is.
2: Oh, is so cool. And it, the only thing it made me feel is, ah, oh, like, imagine the day that we, if we ever see Razor standing up there in an All Blacks cap, like, how special that feeling's going to be. Uh, Jonathan says, oh, double eight, double three. That was blasted at Rosmany College, Daggy. Know it word for word.
3: <laughs> That's the sure, Daggy. That's the sure, mate. <laughs> That's where your, all the your that's, poor ears, mate. That's what well, obviously. That's where you made all your money, all your charity money, because that's where it all is. It's over the shore. Yeah. <laughs> you, your poor ears, your poor
4: kids. It ain't right. over till right. it's
3: over.
2: <laughs> I love it. We Let's ain't Let's make over. this over. <laughs> Seven minutes away from nine. Rick, dogs, and for Smithy, he's up next.
4: Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know.